Hello everyone and welcome back to the Suffolk Business Podcast. Today we are with James Potter. Hello James, Managing Director of Superstructures. Don't talk yet. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very, it's like a really intense moment, isn't it? I love that, I love that. Everyone just goes, hello, hello. (laughs) Not a good start. But no, James, as I said, is the Managing Director of Superstructures um, in Ipswich and Cambridge, I believe, right? Yep. Recently Cambridge, yeah. Ipswich. Research. Little, little like it. Research I also right like, I like how we started the podcast off with you just telling our guests not to say anything. <laughs> like, what a way to start things off. Stop like, making me cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So just to warn you as well, Jack has got a, like a really bad cough at the moment. So I think we should all feel sorry for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, you should. I've got a chest infection. It's nothing, nothing serious. Just a chest infection. Yeah. There we go. Don't nice. Worry about we just wanted to do the kind of a bit disclaimer just before we start and he starts coughing. Um, but you can't catch anything. If I start coughing, just turn the volume down on your phone or the radio because it might hurt your ears. <laughs> cool. Right. Anyway, to start the podcast off. We're just not talking about Jack um, yep. for now. Um, but um, James, tell us a bit about your origin story. Tell us how you started. Obviously, you mentioned to me before um, we started recording that you've been in business now for nine years. So talk us through a bit of, you know, through your journey of, of from nine years ago up to now. Kind of thing. I know there's a lot that could be crammed in, but what are the kind of the key moments to where you are now? Sure. Okay. So yeah, nine years ago, um, I started. So I originally went out on my own, self-employed. Uh, I started at home in my spare bedroom actually at the time, and I was only there for about three months. Uh, I got really lonely on my own. Cause really? Because I, I, yeah, I used to work for another consultancy with about twenty-ish people in an office. Yeah. I'm quite a sociable person. Day one seemed good fun. Yeah. At home. After a week, I was getting a little bit lonely. And after three months, I thought I was going to go out of my mind, actually. Yeah. Um, I had a great opportunity to um, move into a, a quite a big office space uh, in the centre of Ipswich with a couple of other people that had started other businesses. Yeah. Um, and so after three months, I was in an office. And at that point, I was just, I was just overwhelmed with work. So uh, I started out in about the April time of the year. Um, by about October, November, I had so much work, I didn't really know what to do with it. And I was working long days and I was feeling really stressed out. Um, and so at that point, I then had to make a decision about what I was going to do in terms of growing the business, whether I was going to stay self-employed forever, yeah. which was never really my plan, uh, whether I was going to um, employ some more junior members of staff. And actually, somebody gave me some good advice and said, you know, you should take on somebody and and, 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 they, and, and they should have a share of the business or what have you. So um, I then um, had some conversations with somebody I already knew and he came on board as a co-director uh, at the end of that year. And since then, you know, we've sort of steadily grown um, systematically. And I, I guess at first, over the first few years, people thought we were going quite fast, but mm. um, we're up to 12, 13 people now. And, and as you just said, we've just um, opened a, an office in Cambridge. It's early days for that office, but hopefully that you know we've got we've got good plans there as well. So amazing, Love and them. and just contextualise the audience exactly what Superstructures does. Uh, so yeah, I mean actually, whenever I get asked um, to talk about structural engineering, I always say, well, ninety five percent of you won't know what a structural engineer does, <laughs> which is probably true, and I didn't have a clue either. Um, and so you know, as a structural engineer, probably the easiest thing to say. Well, firstly, the easiest thing to say is we make. We, we design buildings so they don't fall down. That's, that's num- always good. That's number one. It's a start. Yeah, that's <laughs> number one on the list. And then to elaborate on that a bit, we work with other um, design teams, so architects, quantity surveyors, project managers, yeah. um, 
but we put the maths and the physics really into the design of that building. Okay. Um, so we look at how they move around. You know, there are performance requirements. So if you're in a nightclub, you don't want the floor to bounce around too much. No, no. If you're in a skyscraper, you don't want it to be no. swaying around in the wind. All those sorts of things. But at the same time, you know, there is now um, a real emphasis on making spaces bigger. So, so more open plan spaces, huge expanses of glazing, and it's how we can create those spaces, but at the same time, most of the time, hiding the structure away so that yeah. people don't actually see it. So that's the slight downside of what we do. People never really work see what we seen. do. It's always, yeah. it's always hidden, but you know that could be the upside. We do work on projects where the structure is exposed and it's made part of the design, and that's great. Um, but it's working with those other pro uh, professionals to, to make sure that what we do ties in with their expectations and client expectations as well. Do you mainly just do commercial? Or we, we actually, you know, we're very fortunate. We, we work on a huge range of projects. So we still um, have a fair amount of domestic work. And by that, I'd mean a, a reasonable size extension on somebody's house. We have some great one-off houses. So the real big, grand design yeah, stuff. Really, really modern. Nice yeah, yeah, really yeah. great stuff. But, you know, and then we also work on a lot of schools and big commercial projects. So, you know, so, uh, approaching sort of 10 million pounds in build costs. So something like that. And, and then everything in between. So we're still working on a lot of barn conversions in Suffolk and Essex, yep. which is great, cool. listed buildings. And we're doing more and more probably big developments. So hundreds of plot housing developments as well. Some of the techie stuff, you know, some of the problem sites we're getting involved with. Yeah. Amazing. Do you, um, do you kind of see common mistakes as well? Like do you, when you look at, a, for example, if you're walking down the street and you see a building or, you, or you're in a building and... Are there things that actually you would see and you think, yeah, I'll do that differently? I'm always really interested to hear kind of like the perspective of somebody who is in there doing that kind of work. Yeah. Or, or is there, um, or do you, is it something simple as you walk down the street and you see a building, you're like, yes, I like that one. Well, yeah, no, it's, yeah it's, it's a bit of a combination. I think sometimes I, I'm, I'm so, my head's quite in it, in, yeah. you know, at work. And then outside of work, it's I can walk around in buildings and actually not really pay that you much attention to You just forget what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. And, and rightly or wrongly, that, that's kind of what happens. But yeah, you know, sometimes you see, you walk into buildings and you think, oh, why is, why is that there? Or why yeah. don't they just, why don't they, they, they go the extra mile and do something a little bit better or yeah. think about it more? And that's kind of what we try and do as a consultancy is, is, is put a bit more thought into things, design things, you know, work with other people, um, on the design team to, to get a better product. At the and end I guess of the day. there's a trend as well that you kind of have to follow too. Obviously, you mentioned there with the big open space plans. I think there's probably a lot more prominent than it was maybe three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the, the real nuts and bolts of that is that quite a lot of that does stem from grand designs programs. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. On the domestic front and really up to commercial because, you know, and, and also social media. Yeah. Uh, because cause 10 years ago, people probably didn't have access to, to see other to, people's to see, Yeah, to see what <laughs> other people were doing. And, yeah. and now, you know, technology is moving on as well. So glazing systems get more amazing. Um, everything is moving on at a great pace. Yeah. And it, it facilitates um, the ability for clients to have that. Mm. And, and so, which is all exciting stuff for us because that's kind of the stuff it, that we it love it doing. It means you now have a platform as well to show off what you do yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Just going to social media there. Is that your main form of marketing as well? Um, more and more, yeah. Yeah. So, so especially over the last three months, actually, we've been working quite hard on social media with our consultants, and you know, I think that is something that we can see is really important. Mm. So, you know, 
it's we, we still have articles out in the press and but but more and more people are just accessing social media all the time yeah and i suppose maybe five years ago we, we were shying away from it a little bit we still don't have a facebook platform um but we do twitter instagram linkedin is great for us yeah and the b2b so, yeah so the b2b guys, stuff is yeah. great and it's really interesting you know if you have something in the more traditional media sense you know the amount of people that might read that are becoming more and more limited probably mm. but if we if we just put a link to it on linkedin or social media the views you know sort of skyrocket really which is great yeah yeah, yeah. no it's really cool as well and that you're able to again kind of recognize where those um areas within your business are providing you with, with yeah. value and, and, a, and a return and, and you're kind of going for that as well yeah. cool so uh, th- w- coming kind of s- spinning it around slightly um, we talked about your successes and everything like that have there been any challenges along the way that have kind of stopped you in your tracks and made building you a team right building a team's a challenge well building even even something as simple like managing <laughs> even something simple as what we talked about like when you were working by yourself at home like that yeah. is a challenge in itself like I do that near enough every single day and I always have to kind of put things in my day to just try and bring me up well we've talked about like getting an office space for the sake of getting purely just to the house (laughs) yeah interact with with other people and because then I think the good ideas start to then happen when you're actually talking to other people but you know like little things like sometimes I'll sit and I look at my laptop all day from the morning up until the evening and think I have not moved. And even something as simple as move, I've got an Apple Watch now, it tells me when I'm moving and, and there's never <laughs> that whole, that dial on an Apple Watch. Never full. One, never full. Um, so I really kind of have to try and implement that into my day. But um, in terms of challenges within the business or you personally, what has there been? So building a team is a, a, is a real challenge and yeah. it's not necessarily, you know, I love managing people and I, and I love I love interacting with um, new members of staff and developing people. That's great and I have no issues with that. That's probably one of the highlights of what I do now, I, I would say, day to day. But it's just finding people. Mm. So the construction industry as a whole has got a big skill shortage. And if you look at the construction industry as being a big industry, the, the, you know, the structural engineering part is very small and very niche yeah. and very yeah. technical. Uh, and so the people that are coming into structural engineering are few and far between. So finding those people... Um, is a challenge all the time and actually I think it was a recruitment consultant actually explained to me once it's quite obvious really that in terms of our location if you draw a radius around Ipswich half of it is in the sea so <laughs> so you can you can forget you know you can forget half the radius and then the other half of the radius kind of doesn't take it's not far until you start to clash with places like Norwich and Bury and London mm. and those big towns the, yeah those towns attract tend to attract the the, the talent and I think that's a real shame, actually. Mm. Um, so we, so we, so that's one of the challenges: is finding finding people. And we're not necessarily we don't always look for your typical structural engineer. We have lots of those people, but actually, I'm always interested in the people that have had a bit of a winding route. Yeah, into, yeah, it's kind of, of yeah, trying yeah. to find their way there. Yeah, which I did, and that's not the reason why I look for other people. I don't yeah. look for other people. Well, we like do me. though, don't we? <laughs> we? We do look for um, people in a similar mould. Yeah, I think, you know, construction is, you know, structural engineering is 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 a, a hugely maths and physics based yeah. subject, 
But actually, I think more important than that is a common sense aspect mm. and the communication aspect. And so you have to have an appreciation of how things go together. Yeah. You have to be able to problem solve. You have to be able to talk to people. And you have to one day be able to have a conversation with a client mm. and the next day talk to um, a contractor. So it's who's, ever changing. Who's on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And you need to be able to communicate across all of those fields. And I think that if you, you know, so you can be an incredibly intelligent person a maths genius but actually can you do the job the other aspects yeah. probably not so we tend to look for slightly different people and they're probably even harder to find well and again yeah. and, when, and then yeah. when something isn't commoditized it then becomes more expensive as well and then there's, yeah. there's challenges that come with that because to find the best people for what you just mentioned there like you said there aren't that many people like that in the world yeah so they're going to be quite pricey as well to kind of attain. yeah they can and i think you know now you know i've we're on to something good, so we're so so we're trying to now grow the team from the bottom up. So yeah. we've got a great senior team of people, yeah. which has been established over a number of years, and and that's fantastic. And we have a great ability now to be able to develop young people. So I have a role with Suffolk One, yeah. and I work with them as an enterprise advisor, but also with their engineering students. And that's an amazing building, isn't it? It's well? brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went there. I went in, I, in its first year opened. I was a student there. Okay. And I remember just looking around thinking, this is unbelievable. And yeah. again, yeah. talking about places which provide the, the perfect environment to be creative yeah, and, absolutely. And, and learn and to interact. And that feeling as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's not many places like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah agreed. So, so, so it's a great place and I have a great course. Um, and we've just in, we, we've had a degree apprentice for five six months, and that is going really well actually. And I think if we can if we can have one or two of those apprentices a year, mm. um, we have the ability to develop them, and they will go right through the business to yeah. the top. And, and you're again like you're nurturing them right from the beginning, yeah. which um, I think a lot of businesses don't understand that you know in order to get the best people, then you do kind of have to play the long game, and you, you do. do have to kind of get to these you know these talented people right from the beginning I of think many companies don't see the ROI in it do they no, no I mean but but it's it's not just in those kind of industries it's the biggest one is sport clubs like if if the the head of operations marketing whatever you call it for Manchester United sent you know 20,000 Man United shirts around the UK to six year olds then they're going to be Man United supporters for the rest of their mm. life Building yeah. for the future, like yeah, building yeah. for the future, and 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 it's why you know um, them early for business owners to get <coughs> on platforms like TikTok, which obviously is a massive platform at the moment, but it is predominantly only really for kind of ages fifteen and before. But just like Snapchat was, you know, my mum uses Snapchat all the time now, takes pictures of yeah. all the kids and like everything. This. <laughs> for those that you can't see Jack is doing a, a lovely reenactment of our mother, <laughs> um, but. What I mean is that it's, it's a wise thing to do because these people are going to end up being consumers and customers. So it's about playing for the long game, not only with your staff, but also for future customers as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, the construction, is not, it's not just structural engineering, it's not just me and what I do, but, mm. you know, the, the interesting thing about the construction industry is that school kids don't know anything about it. And the reason they don't know anything about it really is because the teachers, and, they're not and that's told. not, yeah, yeah it's not a criticism on yeah, any yeah. teachers, but they don't know about it. And no. it's and it's just about educating people. You know, people think the construction industry, a, a job in the construction is just about working on a building site. And yeah. you can do that yeah. if you want to do that. But, you know, you can be a lawyer in the, you know, yeah, I, I yeah, talked yeah, to a lot, yeah. I talked to a lot of um, kids at, 
careers events and I ask them what they want to be and they say, I want to be a vet, a doctor or a lawyer. Well, we were, funny enough, we were just saying this as like, there are the roles within industries, like as a, as a child or you're growing up, you, uh, there's only ever one job role that you think of, isn't it? Like yep. astronaut, vet, police officer. Like yep. there's so many different yep. things, but there's so many things that come around. So much broader. Yeah, and I, and I was the same. I mean, I even when I was doing my degree, which wasn't in civil engineering, by the way, I wanted to be a designer. Yeah. So, and I was at uni and I had a, had a mate from school um, who I met when I was at home and I said, what are, you, what are you up to? And he said, oh, I'm doing a civil engineering degree. And I had absolutely no idea what civil engineering was at all. I'd never heard of it. And now I work in that field. And so I think, you know, young people just, they're quite tunnel visioned in what they want to do. And they don't realise how diverse the construction industry is and how how good the opportunities are, actually. Well, they have Lego to to play with from such a young age. And like you laugh, but like that that is a tool there that like initiates that that interest in structural engineering well building yeah. things it is, is most basic skill, level yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 no it's creating things and i think you know the, the the thing that so i just kind of stumbled into a job in structural engineering and as soon as i was working in that environment and i was effectively designing things that were being built in real life yeah and they were big um that was enough that 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 is a massively satisfying thing to yeah. do yeah and i think that people you know whichever area of construction you work in you know we, we are very fortunate in that probably 90% of the projects that we work on actually get built. Yeah. And they're going to be there for hundreds of years. And that's a, a massively satisfying thing to do. And people just don't really... Children don't know about that. No, Young no, people don't yeah. know about that. But are you one of those people, though, that will drive past the, the uh, building and be like, I built that. Yeah. I built that. I yeah. built that. Yeah. Our yeah. dad does that. Our dad oh, yeah. came from a similar background, okay. structural yeah. engineering. And yeah, well, um, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and <laughs> there's a meme on Facebook, I think, of like a dad doing it. Like any any uh, child with a dad who works um, in the structural in- in industry, it is always that pointing, like over the, <laughs> in, the in the car. I did that. I did that. Yeah. But it is yeah, cool yeah, as well. Like, dad will go, dad will go, guys on the right up here. I built this. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it gone? Or, you know, it's uh, gone. There's, a, there's a Harry Potter movie and he's walking past the building and he's, he's not interested in Voldemort killing Harry Potter. He's interested in the, the steel frame of that balcony. Excellent. Like. Yeah. Well, it sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. But no, it is cool. And, and, and like you say, you should be proud of it. You should have those kind of, those moments where you reflect and, and, and the fact that, you know, you helped build something not only, yeah which has got, you know, bricks and water that's there now, but also there's so many other benefits that come from a building as well. Having yep. that there, you know, businesses can operate from there, yeah. um, which then leads to, you know, a growing economy. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're building houses, that's somewhere that family's going to make loads and loads of memories as well. Yep. So it's a really cool thing that you're doing. Yeah, that's no, great. Really cool thing. Um, so in terms of plans for the future, yep. what kind of, you're at a point now where things are going really, really, really well. What, where do you see everything going? So... You know, we want, so for quite a long time, we've had an eye on having 20, 25 people in, in the business. Um, and that would just be, that would be a great thing. You know, personally, that would be great. Yeah. Um, and it would probably facilitate a nice, a nice work environment for me. Because yeah. I'd probably have enough time to then be able to go back and get a bit more involved in some of the structure stuff with some of our younger team members which is which I don't quite have enough time to do no. that at the moment yeah. because there are just not enough of us yeah. Yeah. Um, so and also you know we it gives us just capacity to work on we're working on some amazing projects at the moment but if if we can if we if we were that bit bigger we could be working on some really, really amazing, really amazing projects, projects yeah. um, so the plan was always 20 25 people yeah 
but now, you know, now we're looking at Cambridge as well. Um, and I have high hopes for Cambridge. And, I, and, and so we could, we could have some more people in Cambridge, and that would be nice. So That'd we be might, nice. Well, we yeah, might, yeah. We might have... Go we above might, the 2025. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of what we want to do. But we want to keep that... You know, we want to keep, we, we keep our ethos. Yeah. You know, so, so the question for us, I suppose, sometimes is do we diversify? So there are some consultancies um, who start out doing what we're doing, and then they bolt some other surfaces on. Yeah. Um, to enable them to grow and it can be an option but actually I like the fact that we are very specialist in what yeah, we do yeah. Yeah. and actually we there's something to be said for that yeah and we're really very good at what we do and I suppose it, you know that's I, I never want to lose sight of that no uh, and so we, we always want to retain you know being at the, and also at the you, top of our game you'll build a reputation for being that specialist yeah, in what absolutely. you do as well instead yeah. of a jack of all trades and we've talked about it before of, of you know we when we started we had loads of things that we wanted to do. And then when anybody would come to us and say, what do you do? We're like, well, we do this, we do this, we do this. But now we've come very channel focused. And this, you know, we, this is literally, we got one product now. Um, we productized it all and everything like that. And I think having that kind of singular, singular focus, that one thing that you do, I think actually in the long run provides more of a return on investment than just going for like a whole Weatherspoons menu of everything. <laughs> and it kind of narrowed, <laughs> it narrowed down to what we were best at as well. Yeah, you know, we, we kind of saw over the last couple of years that actually that's where our specialty lies. Mm. Um, so it's, it's kind of it's kind of finding that as well, I think. Yeah, which which a lot of companies struggle with. But yeah, I think we've all I've, I've, I always had an idea of what I wanted to provide right from the start, and we and we do that. And things you know can change slightly as you grow and you have you know bigger bigger numbers and team yeah. members but actually we've done a lot of work recently on 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 just making sure that we're we're keeping that ethos and, and we're keeping that you know really high levels of customer service design communication thinking about what we're doing yeah and, and just providing that service at a, at a high level and i think you know never want to lose sight of that no really. no so. absolutely no well it sounds like you've got a really really cool balance going on yeah kind of knowing where your strengths lie and, and knowing how to kind of navigate in order yep. to get there. So it's really cool. What does the next kind of, I've kind of answered it there, but what does the next couple of years look like for you, James? In terms of like building well, like Cambridge is going to be a big thing for the next couple of years, I imagine. Yeah, and also I like so, yeah. you talked about building a team. I'm really interested to hear actually how you're going to go about that as well. Like okay. what are your kind of strategies mm. behind that too? Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, in terms of the next couple of years, you know, just... We, st we still need to keep growing the market that we're in. So yeah. the Suffolk Essex market, we're doing a lot of work in. Actually, there's so much more work that we can do in in those regions. So that's great. So 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 we need to continue doing that, continue growing the business, continue providing the services that we're providing. Yeah. The Cambridge office, great. I think there's huge um, potential for growth there. But us, it's not just. We don't just want to be there to grow the business. Mm, we want yeah. to be there because. Um, they're very design focused in what they do and the projects they want to work on. And, and I think we can do really well there. And yeah. so, so that's that. So we want to do that just because we want to be involved in that environment. It's a great place to work. So, you know, that in terms of the next two years, that, that's quite a big focus. Um, in terms of building the team, it's just continuing what we're doing. So mm. we have, so we have, you know, really good success rate in bringing younger people in, um, educating them, teaching them. They, they can, you know, some some of some of them might be at university one day a week, or in the case of the degree apprentice, it's one week, 
four times a year. But, you know, it's doing that. But it's also, you know, pretty much we have three technical teams in the office and those teams are made up of a senior engineer or team leader and two younger people predominantly. And so those people get pretty much 24-7 support all the time. And it is literally... and, and, and And I... I I absolutely am committed to making each member of the team as good as they can be. Yeah. I don't I struggle to understand why in some businesses people might be left in the corner of the room just kind of yeah. doing their Isn't own yeah. thing. I just don't Give them I don't the freedom get that. to express themselves. Yeah, you know, just just let people go as far as they can go. And that's a great thing for the business, you mm. know. And so so it's just so it's creating, you know, it's bolting other teams in, you know, as we grow, so we need more team leaders, more senior people yeah. and, and lots more people in at the bottom end but just retaining you know we have really strong lines of communication in, in, in the office and how we how we're structured and so so now it's just a case of continuing that theme and getting more young people qualified and, and, and you know moving on to being chartered and that sort of stuff so really well, cool well best honestly best of luck yeah. with it. and uh, amazing, just from mate. having a conversation with you today like I I already know much more about structural engineering. <laughs> I actually feel like I could be one. So if you want, if you want to yeah. anybody, well, James, we're always looking for an apprentice. Yeah, this is the guy. I'm sick, <laughs> I, I'm sick of him. So. I'm, I'm pretty good yeah. at building. Take him, it. take him. Yeah. <laughs> like a Duplo when I was younger, I, was, I yeah. nailed it. I was a superstar at it. So, yeah, it what is your like a silly question now? We've just talked about the kind of the very serious aspects of business. But what yeah. is like, what is your favourite building? Is there one in the world that you like? Jesus, Joe, cool. Joe, I was in Dubai in. All right, man, I'm not asking you. <laughs> Go on, let, let, let me have it. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> and the, 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 is it the Burj? The, the Burj. Is it Burj? Yeah. The Burj. Oh, yep. my. The Burj. Big, isn't it, that thing? Yeah, there's some, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's big. There, is some, there, are some, there are some amazing buildings around, obviously. I was in London at the weekend. I do think that some of that might have gone a little bit too far. Too far. Not in terms of height, just in terms of form. There's, you know, people are always trying to build something different. Yeah. And actually, if you look across the skyline in London now, some of it's great. You know, the Gherkin, I think, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it will ever get old, the no, Gherkin. No. I think it looks great. Some what is of that other- one which looks like a razor, like a shaver? Like, yeah, I don't, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you don't know what I mean? A shaver? Yeah. I don't know what it's called. It's hopefully, maybe somebody listening might be able to tell us. It looks like a, like, yeah, a shaver. Right. Yeah, there we go. Look out for that one. Yeah. I don't know what shaver you use, mate. <laughs> but I think, you know, one that looks identical to a <laughs> clock. It's, it's, oh, it's Big Ben. That's what, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but there's, you know, there's, all, there, there's stuff all over the world that's great. And I think probably the best one, the one that I prefer for some reason is the new World Trade Center building in New York. Right, yeah. Um, and it's kind of simple. It is just a, skyscra- a rectangular skyscraper. It's very high. But it's got a twist to it, which I think is fantastic. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's if you if you if you're standing in front of it on a nice day, it's almost like a mirror. So it just, oh, really? it, it's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. So it reflects the blue sky. It's fantastic. So, so I there's think so many little things like that that you just don't think like I, you know layman would not think about. Yeah. But that's so cool how like actually you can stylize buildings. To yeah, and I think it's just potentially just keeping a little bit of simplicity. I'm not an architect, by the way, so there'll be architects <laughs> out there screaming at this, going, oh my God, what is he? But I just think that, you know, if you, there are a lot, you know, if you walk around in New York, there yeah. are still a lot of rectangular skyscrapers mm. that have aged very well. Yeah. And I just, having been in London at the weekend, you look at, you know, you look across the cityscape and, and some of them, I think, in maybe 10 years' time might, be a bit dated, Strange, yeah. and I yeah. might, James, we might worry about that. How does the Leaning Tower of Pisa lean? 
Uh, it's a good question. Um, you'll need to ask a structural engineer about that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get it. So my so my physics so my physics so my physics answer would be that it is it has reached hopefully it has reached a state of equilibrium. Hopefully, hopefully. Don't want that falling on anyone. So yeah. Okay. So next per- next time somebody's doing that stupid picture. And then you start to see it starting to come down on them, then you know that it's actually reached a point (laughs) where maybe it's not. Um, But yeah, no, it's wicked, it's wicked. Um, There was one thing I also was going to say, but I've completely forgot. Oh, that was it. If anybody is actually listening to this now and would like to send us their favourite building, um, I'm really interested. Send it to us. Yeah. 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 Um, James, where can people find you? Website, social platforms? Yeah, so as we said, you know, website, um, probably the more traditional. Um, approach but yeah you know website's good and we've got a great portfolio of projects so so in terms of a website I think that's that's the place to go if you want to see what you know our backlog of projects cool. probably and there's an update new section all that sort of stuff but now more and more um, LinkedIn Twitter yeah Instagram Instagram is new but it's it's, it's, it's coming up it's doing well website www.super-structures.co.uk yeah. yeah the dash yeah that's the bane dash. of my life remember dash. the dash yeah, remember the dash, but don't put the dash in when you're writing about our name because we're yeah, not. Yeah, that's been yeah, annoying. Yeah, 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 it's really annoying. Yeah. Anyway, it's just something that happened 10 yeah. years ago when I, just, <laughs> when I chose the web domain. I still haven't got over it yet. <laughs> um, oh, right, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure um, having you on. We're going to have to wrap up there. Okay. Um, thanks so much for joining us. We could actually probably carry on for a part yeah. two, but we haven't got the time. So it's been a pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing, doing a great job. And, um, and we'll catch up very soon. Yeah, Cheers, James. Thanks, James. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks, mate.